an open text podcast. Welcome, everyone. Uh, today, we're going to be speaking to Deepankar Malela. Deepankar is a lead product manager here at OpenText. He's based in Hyderabad, India, and he's going to be talking to us today about the workflow service. Uh, as you may have recalled, in the past uh, last episodes, we have been talking a lot about APIs, the OT2 services, and how they have become available to, to developers to, to leverage. Workflow is one of those services, which is now available via developer.opentext.com. And today, Deepankar is going to be telling us a little bit more about what Workflow uh, is, why you should care, and why you should go and try the services. Uh, Deepankar, thank you for being here. How are you? Thank you, Cesar. Thank you for giving this opportunity for uh, you know, talking about workflow service in this podcast. I'm doing good uh, and hope, hope you're doing well too, Cesar. I'm doing very well and I'm very happy to, to have you here. And uh, I mean, I love all the services that, that we have been discussing lately, but workflow is one that caught my attention because I was lucky enough to, to be a participant of some of the calls that you led. Uh, where you shown the service and workflow seems to be a great option for those developers, companies, and people who are trying to put together some sort of uh, orchestrated workflow service that can be used to have people uh, initiate a uh, review and approve a uh, uh, request. But I mean, that's what I understood. So I'll give it up to I'll give it up to you, uh, Deepankar. Maybe you can explain us by the very uh, basic question: What is the workflow service? Right. Um, so before we begin with the workflow service, uh, let's let's try to define a workflow. Uh, so mm-hmm. the workflow is, uh, you know, a set of actions or a sequence of steps which can be used to achieve a business outcome, uh, to achieve a business functionality. Now, uh, what we're doing with the workflow service is to uh, provide a suite of APIs uh, using which uh, we can model different kinds of workflows uh, and manage the complete life cycle of the workflows. So I, I would be able to deploy them, create workflows, like you're saying, uh, you know, work with human interactions or, you know, orchestrate different kinds of activities. So basically, we are providing a service uh, to simplify, uh, you know, the application modeling and uh you know, bridging some of the use cases and simplifying the interactions mainly by using a workflow service. Right. And you talk about uh, managing the complete life cycle of processes. And uh, and a few times I have heard that, and I, I've heard from different vendors and companies uh, providing services, uh, maybe similar, maybe different, but it seems that they're they are trying to aim at the same thing. So, which makes me wonder, with so many options, is workflow service that while you're, I mean, you're managing today, is it based on any sort of uh, industry standard? And if so, which standard is it? Yeah, uh, so that's a great question, Sisa. Uh, so yeah, we are built on uh, BPM and 2.0 industry standards, um, which means that our workflow service becomes completely uh, interoperable. Um, so I would be able to uh, pick and deploy any of the definitions that's that's part of a standard. So any definition that's compliant with a BPM and 2.0 spec uh, would be able to honor it. 
and you know deploy and manage those kinds of a process definitions and which also means that from the workflow service i would be able to export the definition back again as a bpm and 2.0 spec and then again use it across a different uh, service provider if needed so we are bringing this kind of uh, interoperability with uh, compliance to a standards that's bpm and 2.0 so you, if i understand you correctly you're saying that this BPMN export, this this industry standard you're you're defining, it means that they can use, they can do the work using uh, Open Text Workflow Service, and they can export that solution and use it somewhere else. Is is that what I understood? Yeah. So BPMN 2.0, it actually stands for uh, Business Business Process Model and Notation uh, Standard. So it's a set of guidelines, you know, how you define a workflow. So it's basically a flow chart. You know, you. You pick and choose what kind of constructs can be used to model a workflow, and then you know you define a process model, a template that can be used to uh, you know handle your application use cases. Now that definition, once it is compliant with the standard, um, it makes it very interoperable. Meaning that you know I can um, use it across different platforms, which are all uh, understanding the spec, uh, which is the BPM and 2.0. I believe that, I mean, that sounds great because at the end of the day, I believe the beauty of working with APIs is that you can connect anything everywhere, anytime, uh, regardless of what application you're using. So it seems that this is exactly what this provides, which is great to hear. Um, going back to a presentation that you did a few weeks ago, I remember that, and I took note of, of the word because, I mean, it just got my attention. You, you, you mentioned, you used the word choreography. Um, and I remember that, that you say that these processes are support are supported by by workflow. So my question yeah. would be, what kind of process choreography, and I'm hoping I'm using the right terminology here, is supported by this service? Yeah. So um, workflow supports different kinds of choreography options. Um, you know, there could be a completely a structured flow, which is automatic. So it's a system-centric workflow. So it is a set of actions that you... Uh, it's completely automatic. There is no human interaction whatsoever, and the process just gets initiated. And based on the definition, it just uh, you know executes the process in a certain execution flow. But then uh, there could also be a need in some applications where you have uh, a need for talking to or taking some decisions or having a kind of a human interaction to actually um, you know intercept the process execution and be able to give some feedback into the process. So that's again a human centric process. So we, on a process choreography level, I would say we have a system centric uh, process and a human centric process. So we support both. Uh, so we support a process which is completely system centric or a process which is completely human centric, uh, meaning you have lots of human interactions. Or we also can have a combination. You know, there could be some activities which are completely automatic, have a system centric behavior. And there could be some activities which are more human-centric and uh, need the end-user uh, feedback into the process. And and that sounds very interesting too, uh, because I mean I, I mean based on the work I do, sometimes I I mean the system services I work with are completely automated, and some of them need human interaction or someone to to either like to take action on, on a specific topic, which uh, I I always find. Very, uh, very interesting. So Workflow seems to be managing this type of support. Um, now, what are the benefits of using this service? And I ask this same question to other product managers when we've talked about the services. And it seems that each one of the services have different benefits for, for developers. So what does Workflow brings to, to developers? 
yeah so um uh, for developers you know it it really makes uh, it simplifies the process of uh, building the application so we simplify lots of use cases by uh, abstracting the complexities of uh, you know modeling the interactions uh, workflows can be used to um, directly interact with different components that are required in an application so on an on an abstracted level uh, it simplifies the uh, interactions that a developer can do um, using a workflow and on a business level um, it's it's also important because um, it helps you automate a different kinds of business flows that you may have in your application so it brings a kind of automation and uh, uh, using a workflow it's also easy to adopt changes quickly so uh, once you once you have a specific model that is running and uh, there is a business need or change that's coming in and you want to adopt it so workflows make it very easy because you can just update the definition and then just get going because the change is adopted at a process level right and um, using a workflow it's also easier to collaborate between different stakeholders that are required in an application so um, i can use a workflow to model my interactions in such a way that different stakeholders and interactions have a faster collaboration right and uh, we also you know on a workflow level um, as a as a industry term it also means that uh, because it's automated um, we also reduce the errors and increase the efficiency into the process right uh, because it's uh, end of the day what humans do are uh, end of the day we are still humans right we do make mistakes but once you delegate it to a system and build a workflow around your interactions it's it's completely automated and you can be sure that uh, it runs with the highest efficiency possible so if i get it right you mentioned uh, automation of business flows you mentioned adoption uh, and changes uh, that can be done quickly you mentioned a uh, faster collaboration reducing errors and improving efficiency did, did i get it right that's right absolutely right okay okay that, that's great you know i mean it's 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 very important for me to to also to 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 get a better sense of the services so this is fantastic now um I was looking into the all the APIs available on developer.opentext.com, and there there's many of them. Now, could you broadly talk about uh, the different API categories that may be available uh, for people to use as of today? Yeah, on a service level, um, if if you were to go to developer.opentext.com today, um, so for workflow service, you would see APIs listed under three main categories. Um, the one is the model level APIs, uh, which is used to um, deploy a model definition or uh, you know manage the process models that are being built for the uh, applications. Uh, so you'd be able to deploy or delete or you know list or uh, read all the process definitions which are deployed. So that would be the first category. Um, the second category of APIs would be mainly on uh, creating and managing the process instances. Um, mm -hmm. So once a model is deployed, I should be able to create instances on top of it. So uh, it's more on a runtime interaction that you have these APIs. Um, and then you will also be having APIs to uh, you know different kinds of interactions on the process instance itself. So to uh, read all the process instances back into your application or have some kind of an administrative actions on the instances let's say you want to suspend an instance or uh, resume an instance back so you'll have a set of apis under uh, the process instances category which is used to man manage the uh, runtime process instances and we also have another category a set of apis for managing the user tasks um, so once you deliver a workflow a user task to a specific 
assignment, uh, we should be able to work on those user tasks. So uh, to be able to claim or uh, delegate and then complete the task. So we have a set of APIs which would um, help in all these interactions under the user tasks category. Um, a few days ago, uh, a colleague here at the office uh, asked me specifically a question about the workflow, which I didn't know how to answer to, to be honest. So I think this is a great time to, to, to ask you this question. Um, this colleague, he wanted to know what are different activities and, and interactions that are supported in workflow. Okay. Um, uh, so on a workflow level, uh, we, we are supporting uh, the BPMN constructs. Um, so you would see you're mostly very familiar constructs that you see in the workflow modeler that you see in the developer console. Uh, when you launch to uh, developer.opentext.com, we also open up a workflow modeler. Right. So there you could see different kinds of activities and constructs that we support on a workflow modeler level. Now, um, there are the mainly, you know, some of the main interactions that we can build on a workflow, the activities uh, such as uh, an HTTP task, which can be used to model any REST API interactions with uh, any of the internal or external services. Right. So there is an HTTP task which is used to model REST APIs. Uh, there is a user task, like I was just mentioning about uh, human interactions, right? So mm -hmm. there is a user task using which um, I can model different kinds of interactions for uh, end users to get some feedback uh, back into the process. Um, there is also a mail task. Let's say you want to send out a mail communication to uh, different stakeholders of a application at different points of a process. So you can use a mail task to, um, you know, model different kinds of notifications that you require in a workflow. Um, there's also something called as a script task, which is, uh, you know, you can inject a specific business logic that you want to execute uh, as part of workflow execution. So there are different constructs that are uh, enabled for different kinds of interactions. And also on a model level, we have uh, some components such as a decision gateway, you know, that is used mainly for taking some decisions within uh, the process execution. So based on some of the uh, application context uh, inputs that we are getting, we could, uh, you know, pick and branch uh, one of the execution flows in a workflow. Um, we also have some structural elements such as a subprocess, which is used to, you know, group a set of uh, similar activities into a specific logic as a subprocess and then mm -hmm. use it within the workflow. Yeah, so these are different kinds of interactions we have um, within a workflow that, uh, you know, on an activity level that we support which can be used to quickly build and model your application flows and interactions uh, using a process uh, definition. And, and on the same note, uh, does workflow support uh, some sort of modeler designer? Yeah, so um, uh, when you when you launch uh, developer.opentext.com, we have uh -huh. a section where you can see the set of APIs. And alongside that, you'll also see that uh, there is a link which you, you can just click on it and it opens up a workflow modeler. So we are uh, right now uh, providing a workflow modeler to build and export your uh, model definitions from the workflow modeler. Uh, so that's available in developer.opentext.com uh, alongside the APIs. Oh, cool. And let's switch a little bit about topics. And the reason why I want to do this is because uh, most people, I mean, it, this may be your same case at the Pankar. I mean, we keep, I mean, with now everybody working remotely, and even prior to that, I mean, it's all about uh, security, auditing, and making sure that all the information that we're uh, sharing or using to, to work, it's uh, protected, or there's a way for us to audit what has been done. So, is there any 
auditing component uh, on workflow and it's so how it works yeah uh, so you raised two points one is on uh, security and the second one is mainly on the auditing um, so let's start with security first um, so on a security level i would say uh, workflow service is one of the uh, components of ot2 stack so uh, when you talk about ot2 there are different services such as the uh, content metadata service or the content storage service so workflow service is also one of the services that you see uh, listed as part of the ot2 ecosystem now mm-hmm. uh, we are uh, we are we are leveraging the framework components such as the otds and ets that's mainly used for uh, user authentication and authorization so every api that you see in workflow service is completely authorized on a specific uh, you know user and token context so we are uh, aligned with the oauth 2.0 protocol which means that all the apis require some kind of authentication to be able to uh, you know work with them and the second part about the uh, auditing we have uh, a supplementary component uh, you know you could say there, there's an extension of the workflow service uh, which is called as the workflow history service so if you if you look into developer.opentext.com you would see uh, there are two services for workflow one is the workflow and the second one is the workflow history service now um, with workflow history service what we have done is uh, we have we have uh, enabled a set of apis using which you can pull out different records for uh, all the workflow instances and the task instances that that are either executing or uh, they would have been completed so you have the complete uh, information of all the instances that have ever been produced as part of the workflow service so uh, yeah we can so the answer is uh, we we support uh, you know kind of an auditing where you can look at all the instances uh, from the workflow history service that's great and, and you know and again i mean i bet that a lot of people would have had the same uh would have wanted to make the same question as to what are the security and auditing components of the service because it's very important and, and i bet that whenever they have to do any work they're wondering i mean is there any security component how can i make sure that what i'm doing it's uh secure and so on so I, I'm, I'm glad to hear that um now uh, dipankar i mean you and i have been working for a couple of years now and uh, it seems all we talk about its work but uh, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself i mean besides being the lead for workflow uh, services and working with the, with these apis who is the punker what do you like to do who are you I, I bet people want to to know who you are and what you do yeah so apart from work um, you know i love poetry uh, so i spend a lot of time reading uh, poetry and I, I also write poems, uh, you know, that's something that comes naturally to me, you know, some, some part of, you know, it, it's somehow I'm connected to the lit- literary part of these things. Uh, secondly, I also enjoy, uh, you know, playing a piano. Uh, so right now I'm practicing it with my, uh, with my little kid. She's three years old. Uh, so I would say I'm still a learner there, uh, but I'm trying to get my hands onto it. Um, yeah. And I also, spend a lot of time with my family so apart from work it's it's just that uh, you know these things keep me occupied that, that, that's great maybe you and i should get together someday i'm also trying to learn piano that that's that's one of the things that i started to do once uh, COVID hit and i believe you maybe you and i should be uh should get together one day and try to play as much as we can piano so i'm looking forward to, to that definitely and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and before i let you go I mean, uh, if people wanted to learn more about the workflow and and give it a try, 
to the service, make some API calls and have a better understanding on what can be done. Uh, where do they go? What do they do? So, yeah, I would encourage all the developers and uh, the listeners in this podcast to actually go into developer.opentext.com, uh, register for us or for a trial account. So it comes with a 90 days uh, free trial account uh, using which you can try out not just the workflow service, but uh, all the workflow service, all the services that are there available as part of this bundle. So uh, you can work with workflow. You can work with the content metadata service or the content storage service, the viewing service. Uh, so you can explore all of these OT2 APIs and the services. Uh, try to model them in your applications and, uh, you know, see how all of these things actually uh, simplify your application building experience. Fantastic. So developer.opentext.com for those of you listening today, uh, go into developer.opentext.com. Uh, check out the services that Deepankar has uh, mentioned as to us today. It's uh, workflow services. Give it a try. Uh, and if you have any questions, I'm hoping that they can uh, they can reach out to you, Deepankar, maybe? Definitely. I'd be more than happy to help out on any, any other request coming in. Perfect. Well, Deepankar, thank you so very much for taking the time uh, to talk to me today. I really appreciate it. Um, I really hope you have a fantastic night. It's 8.53 for me in the morning. I'm assuming it's like maybe 9 o'clock for you? No, it's it's evening now. It's around 6.30. 6.30. Okay, well, anyway, have a fantastic evening and thank you for being here today. Thank you. Thank you, Cesar. You have a good day, too. Bye. You, too. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Open Text Developer Cast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a review. And don't forget to come back next month for another episode.